Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 967, air date June 13th, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Adure. It's been a long week since I returned from the Red Pill Expo in South Dakota. So I've been extremely busy onboarding our attorneys, and I'll update you guys on that on our lawsuit. Um, but more importantly, we're going to talk about uh, the physics of politics and why it's extremely important that everyone actually takes five steps back and go beyond left and right, beyond black and white, beyond Trump and non-Trump or whatever you want to call it, pro and anti, to really get their heads together to understand how we build a movement to get the truth, freedom and health we deserve. And we live in very critical times because there's a huge opportunity to get educated or to be enslaved, but there's an equal opportunity to actually fall into the darkness of the theater and the nonsense that the establishment runs. So we're gonna talk about the physics of how uh, politics actually works. And I encourage everyone, uh, before I started, people are coming in. You know, it's taken me about 50 years to do this separate from being a scientist and engineer and an inventor. I've had a parallel life and using all the scientific knowledge to actually understand politics almost at the nuclear physics level, and then put it into a framework that everyone can understand. Those of you who want to truly are committed to yourselves and your family, but particular to you, to wanting to raise your consciousnesses and figure out how you can be an enlightened citizen and help move the world forward, I encourage you all to take the course that I put together at truthfreedomhealth.com that's called the Foundations of Systems. And then we've created an alumni community where people can inter interact and then where people can actually get active. But if you're committed to wanting to be in this dialectics of left and right, Trump and Bernie, Biden and McConnell, whatever that nonsense is, it is all just theatrics that you're gonna learn today. And we're gonna give you a glimpse of that but we're gonna look at how, whether it was a black guy, Obama, or a white guy, Trump, they both run theatrics. I don't care how good or nice you think they are, you have to see it as a part of a larger system. And we're gonna talk about that. So we're gonna look, look at what Obama did with the big banks. A lot of people voted for Trump. If you talk to them, they all voted for Obama. And a lot of people did vote for Obama, ended up voting for Trump. So they went from a black guy who confused the American working class to a white guy who did the same thing. And if you wanna go left and right, black and white, and get involved in the new reality show of the day, you can go do that. But I'm warning you that it's not gonna to lead to actually building a movement, which is the only thing that history shows has always liberated people. The American working class can be really the bulwark of a massive movement, but the American working class is also one of the most exploited classes on the planet because the establishment knows the incredible power that the American working class has because of the First Amendment and because of the Second Amendment. So their commitment fundamentally is to make sure that the working class in this country is continually exploited. But before we do that, I wanna play a video for you so all of you understand the reality of what we're doing with and the fact that what we're building here globally is not just a talk and critique, but we're actually building a movement. It's not a political party, but it's a movement to educate you so you become an enlightened citizen and a force for change. So let me play this video for everyone. We have allowed our country 
to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. Mm-hmm. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, mm-hmm. but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, You cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. 
We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. Okay, everyone, good evening. So I wanted the agenda for today is I want to. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm committed to on the VAShiva.com platform is fundamentally education. Um, but the education that we do here is not just scholarly, not just theoretical. It is both being the scholar and the blacksmith, meaning that our goal is to educate all of you first on the foundations of systems, what I just talked about in the video. And it's important because the knowledge of system science is a knowledge that'll help liberate people from pretty much everything. If you think about politics, if you think about your body health, if you think about understanding um, technology, the science of systems is what is necessary. It's a science that has existed for thousands of years, more recently in the 1930s. But what I have worked on hard is to create a way to explain the science of systems, which is probably understood probably about a handful of people, maybe 10,000 people in the world on a good day. But it is that science of systems that is used against working people to manipulate them, watch them, surveillance them, and to always see which way that they're moving so we can, so the establishment can contain them. And if you understand this, you'll start recognizing that there are two worlds here, the reality of what's going on and then the, the fake world, the world of the illusion, the world of people acting like they're fighting for you, be it Obama or be it Trump, be it Bernie or be it some other bozo, okay, on the left or the right. And that world is to keep you entertained, to get you all emotional and, and to get you all connected to characters and personalities while over here you're being robbed. And so we want to talk about that. Now, those of you who want to remain in this world and be in the theater and be part of Hollywood celebrity entertainment, you have every freedom to do that. Everyone can do that. But don't think that when you're over here in this world, on the left or the right, fighting for what you think Trump is fighting for you or Bernie or whether if you're a Democrat, Biden or whether McConnell, whatever it is, you will realize that this is essentially theater. And particularly the establishment wings of both parties need the fuel of the not so obvious establishment wings. That's one of the things we teach in the course. But without the knowledge of this course, particularly in this century, you will be fooled and you will be taken advantage of. And you will think you're supporting someone. And what you're actually doing is being more and more enslaved. 
The only way out is to see things as they are. And the way you see things as they are is to understand the science of systems. Without that knowledge, you will always be seduced into the next flavor of the month. So recently, as many of you know, I spoke at the Red Pill Expo. I think there's about, you know, 1500 people there. I opened up the morning called David versus Goliath. And the talk that I gave was the, 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 the foundational talk of the whole event, really talking about what is going on with our lawsuit. As many of you know, we are involved in the lawsuit of the century and everyone can go to winbackfreedom.com and I'll give you an update on the lawsuit before I go into the, the, the essence of the talk today. But if you go to winbackfreedom.com, winbackfreedom.com, um, I wanna make sure everyone understands what's going on and where we're at with that lawsuit. But it is this movement that it is, le is leading that lawsuit, no other movement. And our movement is the one that discovered that what was fundamentally going on in the United States is that the government launders censorship through big tech. And I ran for US Senate. It was the GOP, the Republican party, which I was a part of, which did not wanna see one of us coming bottoms up, which worked with the Democrats. So all of you who are involved in the Republicans or the Democrats recognize they are one. They did not want a person like myself who represent bottoms up people, a movement to win. So the Republican, the Massachusetts GOP and the Republican primary found a fool who had no one knew him to run against. And then it's obvious when we look at the lawsuit and what we filed, which has, by the way, not been dismissed. All of Trump's lawsuits got dismissed. None of my lawsuits have been dismissed, survived dismissal. And we have shown with unrebutted mathematical evidence that the voting machines were used to multiply my votes by two thirds and my opposition by 1.2. But after we, quote unquote, lost that September 1st primary, we didn't end. We continued our election and we, with the slogan, stop election fraud, long before Trump, we led that. Trump didn't help us. No one from the Republican Party helped us. And we continued our write-in campaign. And what we discovered was that the government deletes ballot images, which is a violation of federal law. So I exposed that on Twitter. And the instant I did that, the government contacted Twitter. Let me repeat that again. The government contacted Twitter to have them take me off. And then that resulted in a lawsuit, which we had a hearing on October 30th, our first hearing. We're in a four hour hearing. We discovered that the government has a partnership with Twitter. The government, Republicans and Democrats have partnership with Twitter at the state level, at the local level. So if you say something against the government, be it on medical freedom, be it on election integrity, they have a hotline to Twitter and they can throw you off. Where government ends, where Twitter begins, nobody knows. So the, the judge suggested I bring in Twitter so he could give me complete relief. On May 20th and 21st, me alone went up against seven lawyers. And we further made more history because we discovered these playbooks, which I've shared here. We discovered these playbooks four of them, where we submitted as evidence showing that these playbooks were developed by the government and Twitter and the National Associate of State Election Directors. And we were the first to show that the government has a censorship infrastructure against every American in the United States. First law lawsuit of its kind. 
The judge on the 21st came in and he said, more than likely this lawsuit will be taught in every lawsuit, uh, in every law school in a, in a constitutional law class. No one did that, but this movement, Trump didn't do it, Bernie didn't do it. All of them know about this playbook, all of them, because this was developed by Republicans and Democrats. So I don't wanna hear anything about Republicans and Democrats being different. That's the theater over here. So if you wanna be in the theater, and if you're a working person, you're basically being taken for a ride. And that's what happened over the last four years. Somebody told you, I'm gonna lock her up, lock her up. And you got all passionate about that, I did too. But you know who's locked up? Not Hillary, but working people who followed somebody, Trump, who said, I'll walk with you. So wake up. And the way to wake up is to get educated or you can be enslaved. It's your choice. I'm just a messenger of knowledge. So right now, those of you who want to help, we have an important, uh, the judge took a recess in the hearing and he said, I want to appoint you constitutional lawyers, which he did. I just engaged them as a lot of work over the last week, but we have myself still, I can have hybrid representation, which means I can still talk in court. And we have three constitutional lawyers. This is a lawsuit of the century and everyone here can participate in this in a number of ways. First of all, I want everyone to recognize that this is your lawsuit now, it's not mine. I was just fortunate to be able to have the wherewithal to bring it this far. But I encourage all of you to go to winbackfreedom.com. And what you'll see here is that this is the, the, the site for the lawsuit, winbackfreedom.com, it redirects here. And I want everyone to donate just $1. Just $1, all of you gave you know, so much money to Trump or the Democrats. We don't want, you know, we don't wanna take you for a ride. I want all of you to give $1 at winbackfreedom.com and become citizens journalists. Because this is the most important lawsuit where we've unequivocally discovered that the government, we have a fascist state. I don't wanna hear about China. I don't wanna hear about Russia. You can talk about it, but I don't wanna hear about it because we have our enemies right here the establishment elites, and all of this was developed at Harvard. Left and right put it together, Republicans and Democrats. So go to winbackfreedom.com and support what we're doing. I've also set up a call-in line for today because I wanna have an open discussion about um, you know, this entire thing with the political system. And I wanna step back a little bit and talk to everyone. You know, I've been a political activist since I was about 14, 15 years old probably even going back longer growing up in India when I realized that I grew up in a caste system that we were treated differently because of where we were born in, came to the United States, grew up in the working class towns of New Jersey. And when I came to MIT, I was interested in two things, in a systems approach to the body, medicine, but also politics. And what, starting my career as an undergraduate at MIT to this day, you can see that I've always been highly critical of the left wing of the Democratic Party. I broke uh, in 1984 when I was an undergraduate at MIT is when I saw Jesse Jackson, who later became a member of the Reform Party with Trump, um, misleading all of these people. So you have Walter Mondale running against Reagan that year. And Jesse Jackson was building what he claimed was an independent movement called the Rainbow Coalition, which is really the left wing of the Democratic Party, no different than Black Lives Matter. 
And he claimed he was for working people, et cetera. And that's the rhetoric these people use. And at the last minute, what did Jesse Jackson do? He spoke the lesser of two evils and he gave all of his votes to Walter Mondale. And that's when I, as a, as a, I think I must've been 19, I broke with the, uh, with all of these guys. And I said, both parties suck, Republicans and Democrats. And as I studied history, it became clear that movements, not political parties, are what changed the, the uh, course of human history, political movements. What were those movements? Those movements were led bottoms up by working people, bottoms up. And when you take the course, you'll realize that those movements began in the United States in the 1800s, went all the way to the mid 1900s. And that's why we got infrastructure in this country. That's how we got the eight hour workday. If you have, if you're a working person, any of the rights you have today came from those movements, not Republicans or Democrats, not from Donald Trump, not from Bernie Sanders. That's not where they came from. Not from Mitch McConnell, not from Joe Biden, not from Franklin Delano Roosevelt, none of those people. It was people's movements, bottoms up. And those movements escalated up until the 1930s when the elites in this country, Republicans and Democrats, thought they were going to have a revolution. So they gave, they were forced to give working people reforms, nutrition, nutritional programs, you know, infrastructure, highways, roads, bridges, all those things. And it was because of those movements, you will see between 1948 to 1975, the American pie grew for everyone. All incomes did well. But the elites, left and right, hated the fact that they had to give you, working people, some of those gains. Public health, nutrition, eight-hour workday, you know, better water systems. So what they did, as a video talks about, very important to understand, the right wing basically branded anytime you said working people unite as communists. And the left wing, so they wanted to cut off bottoms-up movements, and the left wing took advantage of that. And they created top-down unions. And in fact, by the 1970s, those unions became so oppressive to the workers that they convinced workers not to strike anymore. But between 1945 and 1975, nearly 100 to 200 million workers struck in this country for their rights. But starting in 1975, 78 to today, there's been maybe a couple of million workers who strike. We don't have any more bottoms-up movement. Instead, we have theater. We have theater. We have theatrics. That's what we have in this country, the left and the right. So let's go back to the election of Barack Obama, okay? Many Trumpers voted for Obama. Many working people voted for Obama. There are people who came to me and said, hey, Obama is a black guy, he's your skin color, why don't you vote for him, right? Probably a little bit lighter than me, but anyway. Uh, they said, why don't you vote for him? I said, He's part of the establishment. He's going to do exactly what Jesse Jackson did in, two, in 1984. He's going to talk a good game, but he's part of them. I mean, here's Obama, who was just found from nowhere, one-term senator. And a lot of working people got impressed by him. This the theatrics, hope, change, okay? Black guy talking about this. And they create Hollywood stories around these people. And a lot of people supported Obama, Barack Obama. And if you're a Trumper, it's probably 50% of Trumpers supported Obama at one time. And what did Obama actually do? What did he actually do for you? Let's talk about 
what he did in the area of science. He consolidated, he gave more power to the National Science Foundation and NIH, organizations which consolidated power. So science went from scientific method to scientific consensus. What did he do in the area of health? He didn't bust up big pharma. He didn't bust up big healthcare. He didn't bust up big insurance. He supported them. He created the, you know, the um, Obamacare. What that did was put so many layers. And what it fundamentally did was created monopolies out of probably the three major insurance companies, the three major pharma companies, and a handful of big hospital chains. That's what it created. That was done by a, a guy who a lot of working people voted for. He screwed working people. But the coup d'etat what Obama did was what he did with big banks. Big banks. Big banks were tanking, right? They had given loans to people they should never have even given loans to. They created the housing bubble. They should have all been destroyed and crashed and burned. There are 10,000 small banks in the United States, which are the true lifeblood of the American innovation enterprise. They're the true lifeblood of the economy. Go look it up. Most countries have four major banks. But in America, not only do we have four or five banks, but we have nearly 10,000 at that time, eight to 10,000 small banks. Well, thanks to Elizabeth Warren, thanks to Obama, thanks to all these guys and Republicans and Democrats, they destroyed those small banks with Dodd-Frank, quote unquote regulation. But when the economy crashed in 2008, who saved them? Who saved them? Who saved all the, uh, the billionaires on Wall Street? It was Barack Obama. A child of Wall Street, buddies and friends here out of Harvard. That's what he did. Those banks, if it was a true market economy, all right, Ben Shapiro, he's a complete fool. He talks about market economy, doesn't even know what he's talking about. If there was a true market economy, they should have all failed, but they protected their own. That's what happened. Big banks should have fallen and crashed and burned to the ground if it was a true market economy, but Barack Obama saved them. And he printed around $4 trillion in what was called quantitative easing. Okay, that Barack Obama did that for two, you know, after two terms, he saved big banks. That's what Obama did. So get that clear. Barack Obama was presented by Wall Street because they were watching that the working people in this country, people like you and I, were getting upset. So they created, found a black guy, right? So it's all, it's all casting calls. Created some nice Madison Avenue style advertising for him. And what ended up happening about that was that you have Obama comes into the picture and Barack Obama essentially destroyed lots of small banks, printed $4. trillion to save Wall Street and to save a handful of big banks. Go look at it, what happened. They had a midnight meeting at the White House to save these big banks. They should have crashed and burned. So that $4.2 trillion, most Americans didn't see that. That was used to bail out big banks and billionaires. Thank you, Barack Obama. That's what took place. Now go to 2016, all right? During 2018 to 2016, again, I encourage everyone to take the course at truthfreedomhealth.com because you need to understand the science of systems. This is not about your opinions anymore. Your opinions may get you killed or may, you, may put you in poverty in this century. 
A lot of the people in the Q movement need to put an I in front of that Q. They need to get an IQ, okay? They're misleading people. They're in delusion. It's really insanity. We need to go back to ground reality. And who do you trust with ground reality? You look at people like mothers. You look at people like an electrician, like a plumber, like an engineer, like myself. Entrepreneurs who have to build things. We cannot live in the world of Q and potentialities. We have to look at what's going on right now and apply system science and engineering. Otherwise, we're out of business. So get with the program here. And if you don't want to do it, please go stay in the theater. And please go take one side or the other and go screw yourselves because that's what's going to happen to you. But we need to build a movement like what took place in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And that's what we're doing with the Truth, Freedom and Health movement. Our goal is to build a powerful movement that puts the fear of God into the elites. So we can once again reclaim what this country is really about. Our winbackfreedom.com, our lawsuit is about getting back to freedom. Now let's go to Trump. So Obama saved the elites. And how did he save them? He kept the interest rates low, saved Wall Street, saved the bankers. But just remember, since 1978, when the union sold out everyone, there has been no movement in this country. So starting in 1978 to today, there are two American pies now. 25% of American people are out of work. So I don't want to hear about, you know, the Democrats and Republicans under Trump have done so much for the economy. No, 25% of American people are out of work. Go look it up. And out of those people that are working hard, hardworking Americans, over the last 50 years, their wages have gone down by 66%. And the last one year, since March of 2020 till today, 600 billionaires during a so-called pandemic, during a so-called time when there were lockdowns, they have doubled their wealth by $2.3 trillion. Jeff Bezos says wealth was $100 billion before the pandemic. Nine months later, it became $200 billion. That's just one guy. That was done during the Trump administration. I gave money to Trump. You gave money to Trump. I put up signs for Trump. I was loyal to him. But I have to look at the reality. And if you don't want to look at the reality and you just want to bark and be a member of a cult, then you're in this theater. You're not in reality. So quantitative easing, what was that? Quantitative easing was just making money up out of thin air. So Wall Street, the bankers, huge corporations could survive because many of their businesses were built on quicksand, not like your business or my business, which was built on making sure I had cash, I had real customers, et cetera. Their businesses are built on quicksand. So they've artificially kept interest rates low so they can borrow, borrow, borrow. They don't run real businesses. They run businesses on your backs through debt financing. So they keep interest rates low. Well, that pot was boiling and they knew it was gonna let off pretty soon, okay? They had to let off steam. In addition to this, what I wanna talk about is one of those industries which was driven by loans and a lot of this was big pharma. So I want people to listen carefully to big pharma. I know about this well. I know about this well because I have a PhD in biological engineering out of the number one institute and it's called MIT. Biological engineers and systems biologists 
look at the pharmaceutical development process. We look at the systems level of it. So now you're going to learn some system stuff. So you understand, just like how Obama saved big banks, Trump, I don't care whether he's a nice guy or a good guy, it's all irrelevant. But he saved big pharma in the last four years. Like big banks, they should have crashed and burned. But he saved big pharma. Now, why do I say that? Why do I say that? Well, here's a simple reality of it. Going back to the mid 90s, you know, as a systems guy, when you start looking at the big pharma development model, the, their systems model, it's been tanking. It's built on a medieval model. So what do I mean by that? Pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceuticals, the definition of pharmaceutical is a company that makes pharmaceuticals. Forget vaccines, forget vitamins, pharmaceutical. What's a pharmaceutical? A pharmaceutical is a chemical compound that does not exist in nature. Let me, let me repeat that again. A pharmaceutical is a chemical compound that does not exist in nature. Vitamin C exists in nature, okay? Iodine exists in nature. Zinc is a mineral that exists in nature. But a pharmaceutical does not exist in nature. It's a compound that's synthesized in a lab. Pharmaceutical companies have libraries, actually libraries of around 30,000 of these pharmaceutical compounds, these chemicals. And pharmaceutical companies, whether it's J&J, &J, whether it's Pfizer, any of these companies, Eli Lilly, they're trying to look at that library of 30,000 compounds and trying to figure out, can they use it to solve a disease? So how do they do that? Well, in order for them to do that and get it from a compound that they think may work all the way through this very, very long stringent development process out to you, the public, it takes them around 13 years and $5 billion in investment. 13 years and $5 billion. Why does it take them 13 years and $5 billion? Well, from the time they have a compound all the way to getting it out to the public, there's many processes. Well, the first process they have to do is they have to hire lawyers. And if they think they have a compound, they have to patent it. So they have to pay patent fees, okay? That could be about a quarter of a million dollars, relatively small in the grand scheme of things for them. Then they take that compound and they put, let's say cancer cells or plaque in a test tube and they test it, okay? If they get good results, then they go raise, you know, maybe uh, they invest maybe 40, 50, $100 million to do more of these tests in test tubes. Then after that, after maybe a couple of years after that, then they go, you know, kill a bunch of poor animals, dogs and cats and rats and, uh, you know, chimpanzees, whatever it is, to show that that, that that drug is not gonna be toxic. They do animal studies. So that's now you're talking about five years and they probably spent, you know, maybe quarter of a billion dollars, $250 million, okay? That's what that process took. That took five years. Now, if they have found that their drug works in a test tube, it didn't kill too many animals, they go to the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, and they apply for what's called an investigational new drug, an IND. And the FDA may take somewhere between one to two years to allow them to now go do testing on humans. So that's seven years later, five plus two. So now in those next, let's say six years, they get a allowance from the FDA first to do phase one trials. What's phase one trial? 
they get small groups of human, maybe 20, 30, 25, 50 humans, and they test that drug. That's called a phase one test. If the drug doesn't hurt too many people without side effects, and by the way, only 20% make it out of phase one, then the FDA allows them to go to phase two, which could be, you know, maybe a thousand humans, 2000, 5,000 humans. And then if it makes it out of phase two, then it goes to phase three, which could be 50,000 human trials. And then out of that, if they make it, then it becomes a drug which they can market. And when they market it, they have to list any of the side effects. Now, here's the rub. That took 13 years, let's say. They only have seven years because the patent life is ticking. 13 years. And the drug they come out with, pharmaceutical drug, if it has side effects and it kills you, you can sue a pharmaceutical company in federal court. Okay? So the pharmaceutical companies, 13 years, $5 billion. They only have seven years to regain their investment. And you can sue them. So just understand that is the drug development process. And as I've shared with you over and over and over again, you can go see the videos. What is happening in this development process is over the last 15 years, even the FDA is not allowing many of these drugs to go to market because of the side effects and the toxicity. Even the FDA is not allowing. So pharma companies spend more and more and more in R&D and less and less new drugs are being allowed by the FDA. I'll repeat that again. Pharmaceutical companies are investing more and more dollars in R&D in this very medieval archaic process and less and less new drugs are coming out of it. They're being screwed. Their industry is tanking. In 2003, when I got came back to MIT, my advisor told me about this. And he said, Shiva, if we could create a technology that can help understand what medicines are going to work on the computer, model them, we could, first of all, save a lot of lives. We could save all these, uh, you know, testing that they do, which is really not innovative. And that was one of my motivations to creating Cytosolve. I said, wow, I could save a lot of people's lives. And when, after I created the, went to Cytosolve, I, in fact, we went to Pfizer and we said, we can help you save lives. And they gave us a contract to mathematically model lupus, which is an awful disease on the computer. There was a section of people peeled away from Pfizer and their innovation group and said, wow, she, what Shiva's saying is brilliant. And as we started to do the work, we had mathematically modeled lupus, that entire group disappeared because pharma does not want innovation. I actually attempted to help these guys with innovation. And, but they don't care about innovation. What they care about is their stock price. So every time the drug makes it after phase one, stock price goes up. Phase two, phase three, that's their model. They don't care to be innovative. So pharmaceutical companies have been tanking. This is the reality. Big pharma, like big banks, was tanking. By way of example, just consider this. One of those companies, Pfizer, who I attempted to help, okay? In 2011, they made $65 billion. Today, they make $41 billion because they're not innovative. They don't care about killing, whether they kill animals or not. They don't care about whether they hurt humans or not. They're just looking at their stock price. So their business model is failing. They lost $25 billion since 2011 to 2020. You can go look it up. Pharmaceutical companies have been tanking. It's a trillion dollar industry. 
just in Q1 alone of 2020, I believe, they lost nearly $2.3 trillion in market cap, okay? So now you can go, you don't have to believe me, you can go look at all the facts on this, but pharmaceutical companies have been tanking, all right? This is the reality of it. This is the factual reality, all right? Now let's talk about vaccines or the jabines or the jabinations as I call them, okay? Well, in 1962, John Kennedy signed the National Vaccination Act, which created all the organs of government to basically start pushing jabinations everywhere. That was John Kennedy. By 1986, people were noticing that they were getting injuries from vaccines because the 1962 Vaccination Act was based on a 1915 model of the immune system, which I've talked about. You can go research and go study the videos. I've talked, I was the first one to talk about it back in March of 2020. I was the one who told Trump, fire Fauci. We collected 150,000 signatures. I drove down day and night with our bus. So all you Trumpers out there who want to mindlessly follow a cult leader know that he was a president of the United States, supposedly with brass balls. Here is Fauci, who is the biggest swamp creature on the planet. He's been there for 40 years. Trump did not fire him. He fired a lot of other people in and out, but he didn't fire Fauci. In fact, I wrote a detailed letter. It was delivered to him in the White House. The deputy director of domestic policy, I talked to him for about an hour, told him about Fauci. He had all the data, so I don't want to hear Trump didn't know. You're in a cult if you keep thinking. He knew. He had all the information in front of him. For four years, he did not fire Fauci. Trump did not fire Fauci. Fauci and Big Pharma are like this. So 1986, when Fauci was in there, Ted Kennedy sponsored a bill which did not get rid of the 1962 Vaccination Act. What did it do? It bolstered up Big Pharma and vaccine manufacturers. It said that you cannot sue. You cannot sue a vaccine manufacturer in federal court. They created a different court with a limited liability of 250,000 if your kid, kid died. Think about this. Kennedy, Ted Kennedy sponsored that bill. It's called the National Vaccine Injury Program. That's what we have. And, and I've had to expose Robert F. Kennedy. He's pro-vax. He wants quote unquote safe vaccines. So I had to do the dirty job there and take the hit last year, but now people are understanding. We educated people, our movement did. So the vaccine market, the vaccine industry is growing at 17% per year, 17%. Pharmaceutical industry is going down the tubes. For every $1 pharmaceutical is invested in the pharmaceutical business, they only get 1.8 cents back. But, you know, you put $1 in here, you're getting, you know, 17% growth. So the vaccine industry is explosively growing. Pharmaceuticals, the trillion dollar pharmaceutical industry is tanking. Here comes the vaccine industry. So the vaccine industry, A, it's a biologic. It doesn't need to go through all those testings. So it already had a relaxed testing model. B, you cannot sue a vaccine manufacturer if you get hurt in federal court. You have to go to this some health and human services court. 
Now comes Trump. Here he is. He has an opportunity to make history. He knows in front of him, he's got a lot of people know him. Hey, there's many other protocols for boosting the immune system. Talks a big game, hydroxychloroquine, da, 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 right? What did he actually do? At the end of the day, what did he actually do? He pushed through Operation Warp Speed. What did Operation Warp Speed do? Eliminate all that testing. No more testing, which is like giving pharmaceutical companies who are tanking a big gift. That is what Trump did. He saved big pharma. Again, follow the money. In the last 10 years, Pfizer has lost 25 billion in revenue. This year alone, Pfizer will make $26 billion because of Operation Warp Speed. That's what occurred. So all of you quote unquote Trumpers, I was one of them who blindly think, oh my God, he was such a great guy. Well, you have to go follow the money. It's not about Trump. It's about the fact that that's Kabuki theater over here. The big elephant in the room is big pharma. Just like the big elephant in the room in 2008 was big banks. So what they do is they create some theater over here, lock her up, right? Lock her up, lock her up, Russian collusion. Over here, big pharma just got Operation Warp Speed. Pfizer will make $26 billion in one year. Thank you to Donald Trump. Thank you to Fauci. They work together. Jared Kushner was running the White House. Jared Kushner's helped Israel. Israel in January struck a big deal with Pfizer. So Israel could be the marketing vehicle for Pfizer. Israel then gave the chairman of Pfizer their Lifetime Achievement Award. You see what I'm saying? You have to wake up. So Trump saved big banks. I'm sorry. Obama saved big banks. Trump saved big pharma. Both helped a lot of billionaires who didn't deserve to be helped. Yeah, if you make money legitimately, sure, definitely. But did they actually help? I got to put this here one second. Who do these people actually help? They didn't help you. They didn't help. Let me bring this back. They didn't help you. Most of the working people in this country, 25% unemployment. So the mainstream media and the Democratic Party needs Trump. The Republicans need Trump. The Republicans and the and the and the the right wing need people like Bernie and AOC. You see, to keep the dialectics going. That's the WWF wrestling over here. But the reality, if you're a working person today, if you're making fifty thousand dollars because of the way that we've been sucked dry over the last fifty years, you should actually be making one hundred twenty thousand dollars. The income of working people has gone down sixty six percent. The average working person today in America is lucky if they have $400 in savings in the bank. I'll repeat that again. 70% of working people don't even have $400 in savings. Hardworking people. This is the reality. Big Pharma will make, Pfizer will make 25 billion. Big Pharma is an overall, probably make about 50 billion this year. So I want people to wake up. 
I want people to wake up if you want to wake up. Our movement, Truth, Freedom and Health, is leading the most politically conscious movement. We begin with training people on the foundations of systems. So if you want to help be part of a movement and you want to help yourself, Trump doesn't give a damn about you. You can't just walk into Mar-a-Lago. The Kennedys don't give a damn about you. You can't just walk into Hyannisport, all right? So wake up, have some dignity for yourself. Have some self-respect. Let's build a movement. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna encourage people if they want, I've set up a call-in, I think this should work. I'm just trying a new call-in service. If people wanna call in, they can call in. And let me see if I can do this now, okay? So you can call in put to this number and we can have a discussion. 99795. Let me put this up. So let me save this. So I, if, if people want to call in, you can call in to 857-997-9545. And hey, Michelle, come on in. And 857-997-9545. Okay, and we'll take your calls. And I have everything set up here. So people can call in and we can talk about any of the topics that I've discovered, but we need to we need to elevate the discussion in this country because the American people are the finest people on the planet. And for far too long, what's been happening to America is the Republicans and Democrats have been playing you. And if you wanna be played, great, okay? But if you don't wanna be played, I encourage you to dial into 857-997-9545. Okay, so let's see who we got here. By the way, first time, hello, who do we have? How are you doing, Dr. Shiva? My name is uh, Ken. I'm calling from Birmingham, Alabama. But I'm okay, Ken, can you speak a little louder so we can all hear you? I've been for, for a while, man. I've been watching you since I've heard you through the internet, so, you know. Um, look, man, whatever you need in the South, out here, whatever I can help with, just feel free to call me, man. Um, all right, man. Uh, the services that I do, I'm a, I'm a recording engineer, and whatever you need, man, as far as that, man, please contact me. I would definitely okay, okay Ken, this is what you do. Ken, thank you very much. Please email me at vashiva, vashiva at vashiva.com, because I want to make sure you become part of our Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior community. You got that? I will definitely do that. Yeah, so we, we need... Keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Thank you. Be well. God bless you. you God bless you, too. Thank Bye. you. Be well. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. That was Ken from uh, the South. So let's uh, let's get the next person here. Oops, who do we got here? Let me dial back in. One second, everyone. I got to dial back in. Thank you for calling Colin Studios. Host. Enter your six-digit PIN number. Okay. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers the call-in studio web interface. All right, so who do we got next? Hello, I'm, uh, my name is Greg. I'm calling for New Jersey. Hey, Greg, how are you? Good to hear from you. I'm doing good. Good, so uh, tell us what you want to talk about. My parents, they have always firmly believed uh, in everything that she said, and um, we believe that a Trump supporter is harder to turn than a, a far-left Democrat at this point. <clears throat> It's almost like 
you're um, arguing with a wall. Because some of these transports can't be turned to see the light because they're so behind him. They worship him like, like our Lord, like my Lord and Savior. They're worshiping him like he's almost like the Antichrist. Well, you know what's interesting, Ken? Uh, what's your name again? My name's Greg. Greg, Greg. So what's interesting is you know I. So so what what I think is yeah yeah. So let me just give you my feedback. I think you're about fifty percent right. Let me tell you why. I was just at the Red Pill Expo, and a lot of people there are well-meaning people came from all over the country, and I will be putting streaming the video that I did there, and I'll probably end the end the call with this um or end the uh, session with this. But one of the most important thing, in fact, maybe I should play that video for everyone. Sure. Yeah, let me play that right after this. But it's a video. It's a small video I played at Red Pill Expo. And I would say 99% of the Trumpers who came there, because I had to tell the truth, they all got it. So what I'm saying is the unfortunate thing is many, even myself, look, I never voted ever because I figured out both parties Mm -hmm. sucked. But Trump was very clever. He had done some good marketing. He knew that the working people in this country were very upset. So lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. That was a good slogan. But it's a Madison Avenue yeah. slogan, but nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, we, we stand at an important opportunity. So uh, I encourage you to become a Truth, Freedom, and Health warrior. We need people. Oh, we're already there. Yeah, oh, good. Okay. All right, great. Well, thank you for. Yeah, so. Right. so thank you. Be well. Thank you for your. Uh, yep, thank you. Bye. You got it, sir. Yep. Let's bring the next person in here. Uh, who, who else do we have? Do we have anyone else? Hello? Okay. Hello? Yes, who are you? This is uh, Anthony Zingali. I'm calling in from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Oh, hey, Anthony. How are you? What do you got? Yeah, so so, 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 so about, about this whole thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so first of all, you mentioned that Trump and Fauci are, are very, very, very close together. Yet, so you sent him, uh, so you sent him a letter, uh, but yet he listened to Dr. Fauci. Why, why did he listen to Fauci despite you sending him that letter, uh, sending Trump that letter and all, and, uh, and everything of, with the, because we don't need lockdowns. Well, look. Yeah. So Anthony's question is, look, so in March of 2020, many, many of you may know as a systems biologist, I was the first one in a tweet that I did, which I think went, if you remember, Anthony went to probably 10, 20 million people. I said, this quote unquote fear mongering hoax will go down in history to uh, destroy economies, to suppress dissent and to push mandated medicine. And subsequent to after me doing that tweet, I got a call from one of the chief economists in the country and he said, Dr. Shiva, please do videos like you've been doing. So if you go back to March of 2020, I was the first one to pound away at these videos, educating people on the immune system. After that, I wrote a long, it was actually a three page letter to uh, Trump, put it up online, that too went viral. And then it was delivered, hand delivered to Trump. His deputy director of domestic policy called me and I said, look, you can't be, you gotta get rid of this guy Fauci. After that, many of you remember, we collected close to 120,000 signatures. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, and, and you guys will remember. 
me and Richard and Richard's daughter, we took our bus. It was a long ride and we drove down there. No one paid us to do that. We did it as a public service for this country. We delivered it to the RNC. The White House wasn't accepting documents. We delivered it there. Nothing happened. So if you want to talk about, you know, drain the swamp, well, yet the biggest swamp creature was Fauci. I was the first one to call him out. No other doctors, no other scientists wanted to do that. You remember a lot of these doctors who now were saying, oh, Fauci's bad. Well, where the hell were you back then? Because it, what history teaches us is you have to say the right thing at the right time. Not when you say, oh, I can write a book now because Fauci's a bad guy. So, yeah, we did that. Trump had an incredible amount, a huge opportunity. If he was a so-called guy with big brass balls, okay? He didn't do shit. So all of you Trumpers who still want to beg to him, you are reducing your own self-respect. Have some dignity for yourself. We Americans cannot afford to beg for crumbs anymore from billionaires. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, and I also want to ask, uh, if he, uh, by the way, if he knew about uh, the, debate, the debate you were going to have with him last July, I don't know if he got the invitation, if he knew about it, if that's why he didn't show up. We don't know, Anthony. All I know is we invited him. He never showed up. He had a chance to come to MIT and debate us. Thanks, Anthony. Okay. Be well. Okay, who do we have on the call? Denias. Um, uh, basically, I, I, I'm a first-generation American. Uh, my parents are foreigners. I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, I see your fight, your struggle. I, I was sat down during the lockdown so I could really research. And <clears throat> I've seen your fight. I've seen some things that showed me that maybe Trump was fighting. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that. So look, remember, do you remember, uh, you ever watched the WWE or WWF wrestling? You ever watch that? Of course. Okay. So you have, let's say, Tweedledee on one side and Tweedledum on the other side, right? Yep. Okay. You know it's fake, but once in a while, they'll actually slam each other a little bit, right? Just to keep the crowd entertained. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Okay. So you have to understand the sophistication of these people. The real issue there is over here is a big elephant in the room. You know what that big elephant in the room is? 25% of Americans are out of jobs. And the fact is right. Amazon was left open. Costco was left open. Walmart was left open. So many of my friends, small businesses are gone. 30% of restaurants right. are gone. All, all the big guys survived. And... $6.2 trillion was printed. So that's the big elephant in the room. Over here is this stuff about locker up, locker up, you know, hitting at Hillary, right? It's, it's like no different than the guy in the WWF taking a chair and whacking it on the other guy's head once in a while, okay? And you say, oh, wow, he's really fighting for us. The big elephant in the yeah. room is that we as working people have to build our own movement. If you wanna wait for little crumbs, oh my God, Trump is great, he gave me this. Oh, oh, Bernie got me this. They're throwing you crumbs. It's like, they're here. here here's a little piece of uh, 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 some food and you're as a rat. Oh, thank you so much, thank you so much, Trump. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? 
and I'm with the movement. Um, I'm, I want to ask you a question fast forward to like now with Fossey getting in trouble and all that. Do you think maybe there's some type of art of war that maybe Trump been playing that uh, he didn't fire him because they have some bigger plan to expose well, well, the like everybody's been saying on these, uh, you know, well, let, let me, yeah, let me just ask you a question, okay? Do you know how, uh, imagine if I told you every, what was your first name again? Denias. Denias, Denias. Imagine if I told you, let's say you worked for me, okay? And you came to me for a raise. And I said, Denias, don't worry. You know, in six months, I'm going to give it to you, okay? We're all, it's going to be coming. And then a year went by. I said, Denias, it's going to be coming next month. You know, something's going to happen. And that went on for over and over and over again, okay? Meanwhile, your family doesn't have any money, right? And you're not doing well. But I keep giving you a carrot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that what went on for four years? So let's just look at the facts. I gave a lot of money to Trump. Myself and my friends, we put up 10,000 signs from all over Massachusetts, everywhere. We worked our butts off. But his campaign was lock her up, lock her up, right? Let's just start with that. Mm -hmm. The day he got into office, well, that was just for the elections. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that woman should should be in jail. Hillary Clinton should be in jail. I've talked to many people. She took a State Department computer and she put it in her home. You got to understand, I used to do work for the U.S. Senate. I set up nearly 47 Senate office, offices, uh, computer systems, email management systems. They are so particular on how you set up a domain address. The fact that she redirected a domain address to a computer in her home so she could have deniability. Everyone should go look at the interview I gave to the New York Times. I said this woman should be in jail. What she did was for deniability. So. And not, I, I want to ask real quick. No, 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 no. Before you go to that, just one second, okay? I just want you to stay on topic here. For two years, what did we hear, Denias? Lock her up, right? Right. And the instant he gets into office, he says, well, that was just for the elections. I didn't hear that part, but I know that he said that one of the guys he appointed ended up letting her off. One of the guys whatever, whatever. See, this is a, this is a con man, okay? Right. I mean, right. come on. You're a big boy. You're the Trump. You're the guy with big brass balls, right? Right. You have, But you brought in Bolton. You brought in Rex Tillerson. You brought in all the... And then you fired them too. You couldn't fire Fauci. You couldn't find one special prosecutor. That's what he said. Do you understand? It's, it's yeah. no different than Mad Dog, whatever, Wolverine. You know, talks big game, right? And those WWF wrestling. And then they, back of the room, they all get paid. The elephant in the room, the American working people, 25% of us are out of work. Our wages have gone down by nearly 66%. Billionaires keep making money for doing nothing. If they did great things, great. And basically, you don't only hear our city right now. And we're, I'm from the best of Massachusetts, but I'm living in Texas. And I'm like, what's going on with the Massachusetts Senate race? The whole time I've been telling everybody vote for you. Right. Everybody's like, oh, no, no, we're going to go with Baker. I'm like, yo, stupid, man. Like, this is the only dude helping us. Yeah, so we won that race. We have the only two lawsuits that have survived dismissal. And everyone should go to winbackfreedom.com. We have constitutional lawyers. We're going to make history with our lawsuits. All of Trump's lawsuits got thrown out of court. 
I did my lawsuit with zero money, except some of the money we're raising now for depositions. Thank you, Denias. Thank you very much. All right, man. Be well. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Be well. All right. Let's take the next call from 613. Who is this? Hello? Drop this one. Okay, we got, hi, how are uh, you? Can you hear me now? Yep, go ahead. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, I'm calling from Canada, actually. I'll give my commentary on what was going up on here with regard to vaccines. Uh, we have somebody like similar to Fauci. Her name is Teresa Dam. Uh, when the vaccines started coming out, uh, it's very confusing. Uh, they constantly contradicted, uh, obviously lying about stuff. Because I used to work in a hospital. I knew the protocol for COVID, and I knew how what to do. And originally, they told us not to wear masks and stuff. Actually, I lost my job over that because I wanted to protect myself. Originally, with the N95 mask, they wouldn't let me. But the thing was is that when one of the members of parliament actually started to point out what she was doing and how inappropriate she was as you know head of public health and, and what she was doing wrong, and everybody else was saying the same thing. So they turned it into a racial issue because she was from China, is from China, and uh, well, Jason said, and and actually they made it a race issue, even though everybody was saying the same thing as this member of parliament, and they tagged him as a racist. But the thing they didn't tell people is that his wife's black. You know, I mean, they left that out. So nobody, hardly anybody in the country knows that this guy's wife is black. They made him into white nationalist and probably end up getting kicked out of the party. I down said. the road, you know, and yeah. Well, I, I think I think the key thing is if you realize this, the pharmaceutical industry, it's is as or bigger than the weapons industry. You can go look it up. It's a multi-trillion yeah. dollar industry. That multi-trillion dollar industry, many years ago, you know, when I went to India on a Fulbright, and I haven't shared this with too many people, but I will. I think it's an important time to share this. I was... Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, he, he was an MIT alumni and invited a certain number of people to his home. I mean, he, he lived in the wealthiest part of Delhi and he, this guy had been thrown in jail. He was a multi-billionaire, the top five wealthiest guys in India. And I said, what happened to you? He goes, Shiva, in my world, you have to understand money is not the currency. It's weapons, women, and drugs. Let me repeat that again. He said, the okay. currency is weapon, women's, and drugs among us billionaires. That's the currency we trade in. Weapons, weapons industry, drugs, which is all sorts of drugs, all right? Illegal and whatever, illegal and legal. You don't even know the difference anymore these days, right? And women. Yeah. So what we have to understand is all of these people at this strata know what they're doing. And we as the peasants, as working people, are the numbskulls. If we give them so much credence and play in their game, because the reality is that trillion dollar industry of drug development is tanking. The vaccine manufacturing business is their savior. Who gave them Operation Warp Speed? Trump. Who didn't fire Fauci? Trump. So I don't care if you people say, well, you know, lock her up, he did all that. No, what was done was a distraction for four years. So much chaos. Meanwhile, pharma is gonna have the biggest payday in 2021. But thank you. Thank you for sharing with us from Canada. The issue is it's all about dis you. distraction. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Yep. What, Let me take another call. We have one from Massachusetts here. 
Oh, let me take a call here. Yep, go ahead, Massachusetts. Hello. Hi. How uh, are you? Why don't you? Yeah, go ahead. Introduce yourself and ask your question or your comment. Hi, I'm Sean from Cambridge. Hey, Sean, how are and, you? Um, hi. Uh, I want to know why you don't see that the convention of the states is an important thing to push because that is what caused our revolution back in 1775. And that's a very important thing that's going on and it needs a lot of help. Yeah, no, I've heard about it. I've heard people talk about it. I think one of the things we need to recognize is, look, the I love the constitutionalist. You know, the the judge we have in this case, Sean is a constitutionalist. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, so the important thing is you have to take what's going on that took place in 1775, which is nearly now, what, 300 years ago, and be able to bring it up to date in the modern world. They didn't have the internet in 1700s, right? So what we have done and what we're doing, which I hope you become a part of, is we have to recognize that the founders of this country, when they developed the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, um, they, I, they were, these guys were serious thinkers, serious scientists and engineers and architects. Jefferson, Washington, they founded the Constitution on fundamental ideas of the Enlightenment and science. So simply to just boilerplate what took place then without also adding to it the modernity of what's going on right now, that's why a lot of the constitutional stuff hasn't had traction, even though they say some good stuff, because it, it's not modernized to the modern world. So I encourage you to take a look at what we're doing. We're working with a number of those concepts. In fact, the lawsuit that we have, Sean, goes back to the fundamentals of the First Amendment, which is the fact that political government speech cannot supersede political speech. But thank you. But please go check out- Can, we, wait, wait, can, we, can we push for having the December 15th become a national holiday? Sure, work for it. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take our next call. Uh, go ahead. Hello. Hi there. Hi, who's Can you this? Hear me? Yes. This is Vicky from Arizona. I just uh, wanted to ask you um, something about these vaccinations. Uh, those that have taken vaccinations, is there any detox that they can do? And my other question is, do you know the ingredients of the vaccines and what havoc they're they could cause on the human body? Yeah, so the question, th thank you. Um, let, let me address that question. You're from Arizona, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I did, if you remember, I did some of the analysis for Arizona, which was the whole election analysis. But let me talk about, look, the first thing we need to understand, Vicky, is there's a video I did, I think it's almost a year, year ago, where I explained the immune system. Do you remember that video? I went into details of explaining the immune system. So if you... Okay. Yeah, if you go back again, this is why I encourage everyone to take a systems approach. What is the immune system and why are vaccines even being promoted? So if you go back and you go back to the foundations, the immune system is a part of your body which has evolved over billions and billions of years. One of the most powerful parts of your immune system um, is to recognize that it's an interconnected system between the early immune system 
of these different types of cells which try to take out a virus or a pathogen, what's called the innate part. You have an interferon system, and then you have the adaptive system, which creates antibodies. You also have the all the gut microbiome I and mean, all those good bacteria in your gut, which connect to your brain. So it's a complex system of systems. Now, what I just shared with you right now is a modern understanding of the immune system that I shared and I presented a paper at the National Science Foundation. In fact, I gave the talk. But in 1915, the idea of the immune system was just two boxes. Oh, you just have the innate the cells and you have antibodies. So when they pushed the National Vaccination Act in 1962, a year before the measles vaccine came out, that had to do with a very rudimentary understanding of the immune system, which said, oh, if you can create antibodies, then your body is gonna be in great shape. You follow what I'm saying, Vicky? It was all about antibodies, okay. antibodies, antibodies, just like the climate change fools just talk about CO2, CO2, CO2. It's a much, much more complex. So the reality is your body has many of these systems and there's many foods, supplements, right? things that can power your immune system. So even if your body, so, so for example, we know that vitamin D3, which is not a vitamin, which is a hormone, actually creates a chemical in your body called catholicidin antimicrobial proteins, C-A-M-P-S. Those proteins are amazing antimicrobials to boost your immune system. Now, when it comes to when your body is, you know, the, so when they created a vaccine, I call it a jabine, okay, a jabine. When they created the jabine, um, what they did was they were trying to simulate me sneezing on you, Vicky, even though it sounds disgusting, okay? So they were trying to simulate that. Okay. So what they did was they took one little piece of that sneeze particle, which they called an antigen. Or they try to, with the mRNA vaccine, they try to make your body create that antigen, the spike protein, but it wasn't working too well. So then they started having to add all this other garbage to it, okay? Right. To make even the body absorb it or even recognize it. And many of those additional compounds they add to it created the infl inflammatory response, so they created the response. But the real point here in the vaccines is because of Operation Warp Speed, thank you to Trump, right? Which he could have had the brass balls to stood up, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. They fast-tracked all this. So we don't even know, Vicky, the complications these additional things can cause. That's the reality. No different than if Toyota or Ford or the automotive industry was allowed to put out cars without any testing, right? You don't know what could happen. You could drive a car. Maybe the engine could fall out. Maybe the transmission blows up. Maybe, maybe the wheels fall off, right? So, right. right so when we look and at... When we look at these ingredients we're taking, one of the areas that I would encourage people to go investigate is things that support your liver, okay? If your liver okay. is strong, and if your liver, so whenever drug companies build drugs, they look at two things, efficacy and what's called toxicity. With the technology I created Cytosol, we're able to simulate that. But one of the ways that you look at toxicity comes to the liver. Now, if your liver is strong and healthy and you support it, whatever toxins are there, your liver has a good chance, if it's strong, to eliminate it. So one of the things I recommend to people, I mean, if anyone is poisoned or you think your, your, your body is needs a detox, right? You strengthen the liver because typically when they build pharmaceutical products, they always look at the liver clearance rate, how fast the liver gets stuff out. Like even if you take 
Advil or ibuprofen, right? You notice it doesn't last forever, right? Because the liver eventually clears the stuff out. So there are some very interesting nutrients you can think about for supporting the liver. One of them is called milk thistle, silymarin. You can look it up. Dandelions. Okay. Okay. But I encourage people to go look at things that support your liver. Talk to your, if you have some good integrative med medical doctors, right? Naturopaths. Okay. The liver is one of the important organs to strengthen. We're still in sort of spring summertime now. Okay. It's a good time to look at those foods that strengthen liver function because liver is really a very important in Chinese medicine. They call it the wood element in Indian system. We call it pitta P I T T A. Another very interesting herb to look at is something called turmeric T U R M E R I C. But that's what I'd recommend, you know, because the liver is a function of removing toxins. I hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for all that you're doing. I love watching your shows. And um, can you can you say again exactly where that information, the videos are um, on your website? Yes. So yes. Know. Yes. So just go to vashiva.com, vashiva.com, victoralphashiva.com. And go to, let me, I'll, I'll put it up on the thing here. If you want to, I encourage you to, you know, we want, we want to get about 50,000 truth, freedom and health warriors. I just put it up. You can see it. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com, Vicki. Okay, okay. I'll look for that. Yeah, we need to get people educated. Okay. We got to get out of this garbage show of WWF wrestling, one day Trump, another day DeSantis, another day Obama, another day Bernie. They're just all playing us. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good. Let me take Thank the next you. call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so who do we got next? Let me take this person. Hello, hello. 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 Hi, how are you? What's your name and where are you from? Yeah, this is uh, Corey from Corey, can you Texas. speak a little bit louder? Yeah, this is Corey from Texas. Um, I was wondering what your opinions were on the Arizona audit. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I can't, you know, so uh, as you know, the... We did, if you remember, Corey, one of the analysis that went viral, right? Remember I did that mathematical analysis when Giuliani cross-examined me? I don't know if you remember that. We showed the unlikelihood. So, yes, sir. yeah. So all I can tell you is that I've been in touch with some of those people. I just can't share what's going on, but they're in the midst of counting ballots, okay? And they're going to do some more analysis. So that's what I can share with you. In Massachusetts, as we know, we were the first ones to present unrebutted evidence showing that, look, it's not about mail-in ballots. It's not about voter suppression. The fundamental issue here, Corey, is that both Republicans and Democrats have been certifying voting machines that have a feature, Corey, and they're called a weighted race feature, where you can multiply a vote by a factor, okay? That's what's been going on. Yes, sir, I understand that. Yeah. So our lawsuit in Massachusetts, where I gave unrebutted mathematical evidence, survived dismissal. All of Trump's lawsuits were thrown out. But we showed, so we also have a very important lawsuit here. And obviously we helped out Arizona a lot because that analysis I did really helped bring it to this, uh, the awareness got built. But thank you. Thank you for calling. I have a, one more question. Oh, sure. So, um, 
I started following you in the beginning before I even got into politics because of the coronavirus and you're talking about the immune systems. But um, uh, one thing that got me into noticing the fraud happening and it, with you is that you showed up on like the Pillow Guys documentary and then other podcasts that I don't know if I'm allowed to say on YouTube. I, I was wondering if you had talked to those people who had interviewed you and, and, and if they had any input on what your opinions are on, on, on Trump. And I'm, a, I'm very new to Well, yeah, I mean, look, he, he, here's the bottom line. Look, I supported Trump for three years, okay? Big time. So this is not, what I'm trying to tell you, this is not about Trump or no Trump. But what we need to do is there are a lot of people Look, the working people in America, Corey, are the finest people. I've traveled all over the world. The working people in America are the finest, most kindest people. Mm -hmm. And the working people in America have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Do you know how dangerous that the global elites view the working people of America? Big time. Yes, I understand. So, so just think about it. There's, you know, 100 million people in the United States, the working people of this country, whatever, 150 million who have the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. That scares the hell out of the elites. So they have a lot of system science that they do to watch the working people. How are they feeling today? Are they going to overthrow us tomorrow, like what almost happened in the 1900s? You follow? So they have yes, cameras. They have marketing. They collect data. So every time they say, wow, the working people are getting pissed off. Okay, let's give them a black guy, Obama, this time. Okay, let him screw them over for eight years. You see what I'm saying? All right. They, they got, you know, they figured that out. Okay. Then the next thing they do is, um, then the next thing that they, they, they do is they try somebody else, right? If it wasn't Obama, right. Uh, they try somebody else, right. Um, they will go try, uh, Trump. Okay. We need a white guy now. Okay. <laughs> right. Because the white working class is really getting pissed off. Okay. Many of them voted for Obama. Okay, so we'll give a guy who'll say, lock her up, make America great, right? And then right after he got into office, he didn't do anything against Hillary. So I don't want to hear anyone excusing this. Anyone who excuses Trump for not even getting a special prosecutor and saying, well, you know, he was going to do this, the Q. A lot of the Q people need to get an I before the Q. They need to get an IQ, okay? Because right after Trump got in, for the next... Within two weeks, the Q people out there saying, trust the plan. You remember that, Corey? Trust the plan. Yeah. You remember that, Corey? Yeah, I mean, I'm very new to what this. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying I, is. I don't follow that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I don't either. So, uh, the, the main thing is, you know, the people had to stand up and, and, and start start showing their brass balls. And exactly. You nailed it, man. Yeah. And so what we're doing right. is, you know, 40 years of my life has been about understanding politics as, me as much as understanding science and medicine. So as a public service on the VA Shiva platform, I want to encourage everyone to go to truthfreedomhealth.com. There is a science, Corey, to understanding all of this, just like you can understand how to build an airplane. There is a science. And unless we learn that, we're always going to be going from here to here to here. So I encourage you to do that. Thanks, Corey. Be well. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
All right, so let's take our next call. It is 10.30. We'll take, how many more calls do you want to take, Michelle? Three. One, two, Hello. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, we got 10 more. Probably got a lot more people. Go ahead. How are you? Who's this? Hello? Yes, how are you? Hi, my name is Jen. I'm from uh, New Jersey. How are you? Good. How are you? What part of Jersey are you in? Um, I'm in actually um, Monmouth, Ocean County. Okay. Yeah, I grew up there, but go ahead. Awesome. Okay, so um, I've been following you since before um, your election, and I know you got the bum uh, deal on your election. I know it was fraud. Um, my question to you is, where do you see us going in terms of having an election in the future that um, has integrity um, for future elections, not even just local, state, I'm talking, you know, federally, government, you know, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, so great question. What was your name again? My name is Jen. Jen, you're asking a very, very important question. Jen, you know, I, you know, Brexit, remember when they did the Brexit vote? Do you know that was all done with hand-counted paper ballots? So okay. what um, we are doing, so one of the things, I encourage you to become a Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior because we have three parts of our program. One is, you know, the scholarly training of the physics of how to build a movement. Second is we built a whole uh -huh. community, which is all in our own platform, independent of Facebook, it's underground. And the third piece is we're creating different ac activism things people can participate in. One of them is in the area of elections. I say forget, as long as we have these electronic voting machines, which the Democrats and Republicans are certifying, we have selections in this country, not elections. So how do we solve it? So we have to go back to the root of the problem. Otherwise we're just, we're just fooling ourselves, right? We're just thinking we're doing stuff, et cetera. So the fundamental issue is this, here's the solution. The system solution here is we need to make sure that first of all, election day becomes a civic holiday, right? It's a holiday that everyone gets off. Number two, we need to make sure that we destroy all of these electronic voting machines and we go back to hand counted paper ballots, number two. And when, the, when an election takes place, before midnight, all those paper ballots should be counted and the result at, at the local precinct, there should be no computers, there should be no trading of hard drives or USBs. The people need to count it with paper and post all the images up on a cloud server. So everything is transparent. Unless we get to that, all these elections are selections. So one of the ways we can get there is all of, um, I'll be sharing this with shortly, but in Massachusetts, we're putting together what's called the ballot initiative. So imagine that when you go to vote next time, there's a ballot vote which says, I want hand counted paper ballots. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we need to go to because that's what we need to fight for. Hand counted paper ballots and all those ballot images need to be saved. So that's the effort that our movement is leading right now. Because without that, you don't really have democracy. Because look at Michigan. Yeah, look at Michigan and Georgia. The state legislatures were Republicans, right? They didn't care whether Trump won or lost. Because you know why? Those swamp creatures already own all the legislatures and they get all the money transfer. You see what I'm saying? Meaning the corruption yep. is so what happens in every state. The Republicans and Democrats strike a deal. Okay, we'll take the, we'll, we'll control the state legislatures. We'll give you the federal, okay? So there's a reason that in Michigan, 
they don't really care about the federal election because all the swamp Republican creatures in Michigan already got all the money, meaning they got all the corruption they need. So we need to let go of left and right, Republican and Democrat. It's literally WWF wrestling. You know, that's what it is. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, I look forward to become a truth, freedom and health warrior. We need to create a movement. My goal is around 50,000 people globally trained on the physics. And then, then we go take action. So we need to take five steps back. It's a good time to do it and build a movement that's really founded on the political physics. Otherwise, everyone's going to be taken for a ride again and again and again and again. Thank you. I agree. Thank you for your work. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Become a truth, freedom and health warrior. Okay. Thanks. For Bye-bye. sure. Bye-bye. For sure. Yep. Okay, let's take uh, a few more calls. I'm going to, can I, um, let me talk. Oh. Okay. Hi, how are Hello? you? Hi, my name's Jerry and I'm also from Jersey. Oh, okay, a lot of um, Jersey people today. I just today. wanted to say something yep. quick about uh, Trump. I know he's a, he was a germaphobe. I just think they found his Achilles heel, but I really, I didn't vote from the first time. I thought he was going to do something, but I follow a woman, Joanna Budwig. She was hired in the 1950s. She was a physicist and a biochemist. She was healing cancer with food, and she used um, flax oil uh-huh. to uh, has a to uh, and she would get it to bond with the with quark cheese to make it water soluble, so it could go right to the liver and be dispensed as energy. She was curing 90% effective in curing cancer, and the government stopped her when she uh, tried to stop them from using margarine because it was going to kill people and suffocate them wow. and themselves. Yeah. And I would love your system to disprove or prove because I've been on a three and a half year journey with this woman. I found out I fell down a rabbit hole and I just, her work is nobody's ever disproved it. They just wouldn't talk about it because she would take, it would take her to court. She would say, that chemotherapy doesn't cure cancer, it just causes death to cells. And they would say, you can't say that. And the judge would say, well, she can prove it. And then they would say, they just wouldn't talk about it. And so she died at 94 years old from a fall in the bathroom in 2003, still treating people for, uh, and she didn't, it wasn't about the money. She took three payments. You were her patient for life. And she believed that when she died, that, that science was going to die with her because it was all about the money. She was amazing. Yeah, so I think it's a Birdwick protocol, right? Which is basically, if I remember, you use flax flax oil with um, you use flax oil with uh, um, one second. Yeah, one sec. I'm just getting I'm just getting some juice here, so I don't. uh, Hold on. Can you hear me now? Hello. Okay, we got a call back in. One second, guys. Thank you for calling Cullen Studios host and call screener line. Please enter your show or meeting number and press pound. Enter your six digit pin number. Welcome host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the Cullen Studio web interface. Okay, sorry about that. Are you still there? I am, I am. Yeah, so you you bring up a very interesting point. So 
So Birdway came up with this protocol, which is you use, uh, you typically some people use a flax oil with the cottage cheese, right? And some other people Clark use- cheese, but yeah. Yeah, 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 or the you take the, the flax seeds and you crush it. Yeah, so we could run that through well, Cytosol. Right. Yeah, so it's a great I, idea. I, I would love to. Yeah, we'll do that. I think one of the most important things to recognize here is look, you're, the biggest point that I wanna get across here is the big elephant in the room. We know there are many, many amazing protocols, right? Food, yeah. diet, yeah, turmeric. I mean, you can look at many, many things, you know, of parasites. I mean, I mean, there's a huge body of alternative knowledge, you know, 10,000, 20,000 years of other systems of medicine, right? Um, that are effective. But the bottom line is that they do not own politicians. They do not generate the kind of capital. You know, vitamin D, for example, is, I think it's a $1 billion industry, okay? Pharmaceutical companies are a trillion dollar industry. You see the order of magnitude? It's a thousand, order of a thousand different. So if you could say, hey, look, you just have to take vitamin D3 or get sunshine or, you know, eat the clean leafy green vegetables and these are pennies on the dollar, right? They're not gonna make these guys money. That's why the only way we're gonna change this is if we build a movement. And these politicians, I don't care how good they sound, every, if you notice every four years, it's always sounds good, one side or the other side. You know, Jesse Jackson. Yeah, I'm libertarian. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying that, yeah. So, but the, on the Democratic, they always found someone to, Tulsi Gabbard, mark my words, is the next person they're grooming on the left, right? So on the left and the yeah. right, it's like a farm league that they have. They're really always grooming people to manipulate people. And we just have to almost say no. You know, it's like they want to give you Pepsi or Coke. And we have to say both have sugar in them and they're awful for you, right? We have to say no and we have to take care of our health and we have to build a movement. But thank you. Yeah, so so you know what yeah. e email me at v yeah, email me at vashiva at vashiva.com or just to remind me. So I'll get it to our scientists. But we'll do an analysis of that. Because me and Michelle were doing that, right? Yeah. Because we have a bunch of our volunteers in the Truth Freedom Health Movement. We have a, a couple, I think they're in their 80s. Very healthy, but they do the Birdwick protocol every day. It tastes good yeah. too. Yeah, and it tastes and good too. And you know, we said that one of the reasons I noticed you was because one of the things she would always say is that if somebody said they discovered something and they can't explain it to a common person, they've discovered nothing. Right. And I heard you, and I was like, when when I watched your video, I watched it like twelve times, and I showed it every time to my client. And oh, we talked about it, and everybody understood what you were saying. Great. What, what do you what what do you, what work do you do? I'm a hairdresser. But okay, I, great. Yeah, so I just yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, um, we have uh, we have uh, look. I think one of the interesting things with people in your industry, you have a chance to talk to a lot of people and connect. I mean, you're doing a great service. You know, you make people feel good and help them, but. I think the more we can get everyday people understanding these common principles. So please make sure you go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We got to educate people. My great grandfather said education is ultimately the revolution because then everyone gets their own North star, right? They don't need to, they can, they can discern things, but the, the education we want to offer people is the science of systems. Cause once you understand that you can understand everything. Mm -hmm. So thank you.
Absolutely. Yep, be well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Yep, thank you. Be well. So let's take another call here. Hi, how are you? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you speak a little bit louder? And in the interest of time, can you just ask your question or make your comment in 30 seconds? I'd appreciate it. Thank you, because I want to get everyone in. Thanks. Certainly, Dr. Shiva. I first want to uh, send my appreciation to you and the work that you're doing. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm a film director in New York City. Uh, I'm originally from Arkansas. I am also a student of politics, and I've studied uh, the American Revolution and the Chinese Revolution. I lived in Beijing for wow. many years, working in the film industry there. Uh, and uh, I want first to congratulate you also on the movement, the lady that we just talked to was a hairdresser. Uh, I've heard several of the other people calling in. They, it sounds like you're attracting some uh, common people. And that, as somebody that has studied revolutions and mass movements, there's nothing more important than having the common people come to you. And uh, I want to give you a small critique. Uh, actually, it's not very small. I think maybe your team is could, could be improved but you need better outreach on social media and uh video specifically you have great uh, in-person power you yourself and your live streams are very good uh i think that you could benefit a lot from having uh, some media professionals even volunteering for you to create some one minute videos to five minute videos no longer than that yeah. To really help push your message. And so you know, uh, I did send you an email a couple weeks ago. I didn't get a reply, which means I'm, you're probably flooded with stuff. Yeah, where did you, which, 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 what, what was your first name? Ian. Ian, where did you send it? Did you send it to Dr. Shiva at VA Shiva or VA Shiva at VA Shiva? I would have to check my uh, okay. outbox. But I, but I sent it to the lawsuit website where I also donated money to. Oh, I see. Thank you. you. Look, do, do this because um, since you're a student of revolution um, and you're a filmmaker, we'd yes. love we'd love to. I don't know if you have time, but I think you get it. I I could I can make time for this. Also, I specialize. I, I actually I don't want to give away too many personal details on the air, um, but I work in specifically. Uh, an area that can you can benefit largely from what I do. I, I, I'd rather not. Okay, uh, so do, do this. Much. If you can right yeah. now email me at VA Shiva, sure. Vic, Victor Alpha Shiva at vashiva.com, and we will set up time for us to talk this week, okay? Certainly, okay. Uh, let me read that back to you. I have it written down Victor Alpha Shiva. Yep. Sierra Hotel India Victor. All right. At Gmail? No, no, at VA Shiva. Just VA Shiva. You know our website, right? VA Shiva. Just yeah. VA Shiva at VA Shiva yeah. com. Oh, of course, certainly. Thank okay. you very much. I'm glad that I was. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. you. Thanks for your critique. I appreciate it. You're right on. You're right, right. on point. Thanks. Thanks for reaching out again. Yeah, and, and for reaching out again. It shows yeah. you. It shows you a persistence. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Be well. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but please email me tonight, okay? Yes. Thank we'll you. Do. Bye. All right. So that was Ian. Let's take the next call. We'll try to get everyone in. Whoever's last call, 50. So someone Hello. just, okay, go ahead. How are you? 
Hi, good evening. How are you? Yeah, can you just speak a little louder so everyone can hear you? Hi, good evening. I'm also from New Jersey. Welcome wow, New why do we have so many New Jersey people? <laughs> I know. Michelle's been wanting to go down to New Jersey to the Jersey Shore. I've heard the beaches are I beautiful. I think so. I think so. So I had just come upon you as like someone health-oriented and like an Ayurvedic approach to well-being. This yep. was maybe just like three or four months ago. And then I came upon what was going on with you in Massachusetts. And so I really clicked on and I've been following. So, like, as a mom of three, when things came about with COVID, my kids were nervous. That, you know, they were like 17 to 22. I'm in North New Jersey. It was like the hot spot of everything in the early beginning, Bergen County. And I told my kids, I'm like, I want you to remember, like, first of all, we are vaccinated and we're healthy. I said, you have to remember, you've had all these great years of healthy living because I love to cook. We do it. At home meals, I'm not a takeout person. I'm like, you've had healthcare, you've had, you know, good orthodontic work, and you have your, you know, your general well being and everything that they do. At the beginning of COVID, so I amped up my household. I started with elderberry, extra D3, got plenty of green tea and other things just to help amp up the system. And I really want my kids to know, like, you're really so far ahead of people that worldwide like i really want them to understand worldwide so many people don't have access to what we have in terms of what would seem so simple for well-being yeah so what so, really so, what they, so what's your what's and your that's really what i saw yeah so so i think your main point is what people should really focus on building their health and their immune system is that what you're really saying yeah absolutely yeah, you know great my kids you know they're big hikers, they're outdoors. I've actually changed up my schedule for the next six months. I've really, I work in the transportation industry. I, I have remained at work, but I've really tried to maintain it. But I realized like even my body needs a break right now. So I'm changing up my schedule so I can get two hours of outdoor sun time every day. That's great. And, well, thank you. And I think that, and but the, but what I really want to point out is that I find it so interesting that with, what you were doing in Massachusetts with your Senate run. I think that you just kind of knew something was off. And in your pursuit, before before where you're standing now, you knew something was off. And it led you down this road. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. it's kind of like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. Which uh, road am I, I going to take? I you think... happened to follow... <laughs> No, I think you're right. I've never heard anyone no. make the correlation between Shiva and... No, no, you're, you're, you're making an interesting point because I swore when I was a kid, because I figured out this Democrat-Republican nonsense, that I would never run for office. So when I ran, you know, we, we're now sitting on the lawsuit of the century. Because I ran and entered, like you said, into this Wizard of Oz nonsense, right? We went down the yellow brick road. But you make a very good observation. But thank you. Please become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. We need more people like you, okay? Because... And I want to I I share one thing. No, no, one, one minute, because I have other... The reason I wanted to just make this point is you talked about Ayurveda. So, you know, in 2007, I went back to Indiana Fulbright, and I discovered that the entire principles of Indian medicine... The foundational principles, it's not even a medical principle. You can apply those principles to understand political systems. So this is going to sound really weird, but 
there are nine principles that if you understand them, you can use to understand why your computer system, you can use to understand your body as a system. So I encourage everyone to become truth, freedom and health warriors because we need to build a movement, a conscious movement. Go ahead. Can you just take 10 seconds and wrap up because I got a bunch of other people. You've opened Pandora's box. Yes. Thank you. But don't forget. Don't, don't forget. Don't right. forget. When all the evil, all the evil of Pandora's box opened, the one thing that was left in the box was hope. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. You're very, very good. You're giving hope. Yeah, we need we need we need people like you to be truth, freedom, and health warriors. So go to truth, freedom, and health. Then I hope to see you there. Thank you. Okay. Good luck. Be well. Thank you. Okay. So let me take someone who's been waiting for thirty-two minutes. Wow. And by the way, uh, I'm gonna have to end this. So um, no more calls. Whoever's in queue, I'll finish you up. Okay. Go ahead. Next. Hello. Hi, please speak Hello, loud. Dr. Who is this? Dr. Shiva? Yes, who is this? Uh, this is Deborah from Connecticut, and I will do this quickly. Yep. Um, I want to encourage you. I want to thank you for your work. I've been on board with you for a long time. I got all my Massachusetts people to vote for you twice in the primary and the election. Um, I'd also like to say that for 33 years, I was an election official. I, I retired say. this year. I watched your video where you had asked people to go to their town hall and get their voter list. When I went into my office the next morning, I had three requests <laughs> for our voter list. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I couldn't. I sat there and I went, they want that for Dr. Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you are, what I'm saying is you're more... I, Plenty of people are watching you don't even know about. Okay, here's my question <laughs> on your lawsuit. Okay, now do you say that the judge has appointed constitutional lawyers to help you out? Yes. Okay, um, do you trust these people? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a very, very good question. And why did he do And why did he do that? Yeah, so, so, so anyway, thank you. Let me answer your question. Um, and it'll actually a good way that we can uh, also make sure we let everyone know. So everyone knows there are two lawsuits, okay? One lawsuit is where we've exposed with unrebutted mathematical evidence that they multiply my votes. That's that's lawsuit number 12080. The other lawsuit okay. is lawsuit 11889. And by the way, people have access to it. You can go look it up. But that lawsuit occurred. And what was your first name? Uh, Deborah. Deborah, so Deborah, you know that on the electronic voting machines, the voting machines, when you put the ballot in, generate a ballot image, right? They create an image. That, oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. Now, according to federal law, you're supposed to preserve those images for 22 months, which has been adjudicated in multiple states. So yes. when I found out they cheated me on September 1st, I went in and I applied a public records request. I said, I want those ballot images. Well, the Secretary of State's office wrote me back and they said, we don't save those images. We deleted them. OK, so I wrote back and they and they told me that by Massachusetts law, they don't have to save them. Well, I was running a federal election. Federal election code says you have to preserve them. It's a federal election law. So then yes. I, I wrote that back. By the way, we, you should email me because be, because you were an ex-election official. Mm -hmm. We, I want to get your email. Email. Just write this down: V A Shiva, Victor Alpha Shiva, 
at vashiva.com. Please email me. Okay, don't forget. Um, but anyway, okay. so I wrote a follow-up email. And I said, look, I want to uh, tell me what Massachusetts law allows you to delete ballot images. The election director wrote me back an email, never answered my question, simply said, oh, we saved the paper, and but we don't store the electronic. I said, well, you violated federal law. Well, those four emails, screenshots, I saved up online, right? I mean, I tweeted out. Well, within hours of me sharing that, the fact that the state election director and the secretary of state violated federal law, I get thrown off Twitter in the middle of my federal election. We found out that the government did it, which means the secretary of state contacted uh -huh. Twitter. So on October 30th, you know, I represented myself. It was me against three lawyers. We had a four hour hearing and it came out that the government, in fact, I bet you even in Connecticut, they have a partnership with Twitter. All of them do. And that's when I discovered this playbook, right? This playbook called oh, the yeah. Election Influence Playbook. And it's for state and local officials, right? So this playbook yes. clearly exposed that the government has a infrastructure, a portal. So on October 30th, the, guy, the judge gave me all the terms of my preliminary injunction, which was a huge victory, right? And then he reprimanded them. And he said, more than likely, I'll win the whole lawsuit. Well, I got put back on Twitter on November 3rd, you know, 30 days after my, you know, after my election's over. And then I started tweeting again on February 1st. They threw me off again when I shared those four screenshots. Now, so I went back into court. So the judge had the hearing, which you probably saw on the 20th and 21st. And that's when the judge, when I, when I discovered this, these playbooks, right, the night before, that's when the judge realized what's really going on. And that's when he came in the next morning and he said, look, I know you've done this on your own, but I think you could do well with the value of some constitutional lawyers. Now, you're right. I've been representing myself. Do I trust lawyers? No. But what's interesting is this judge was one of the youngest judges appointed by Reagan, a libertarian judge, a constitutionalist. I mean, he just goes after the law. Okay. He's the one who exposed Whitey Bulger, was an FBI informant. So you can't trust anything in, in this world. But what I do trust is working people and that we have to build a movement. So that's why the lawsuit is an important element of that movement. So what I'm sharing everyone is everyone should go to winbackfreedom.com, winbackfreedom.com. And I want everyone listening um, to give at least $1, not because... The money, we're going to need money, a lot of it, yeah. because we need to do depositions and we need to do hearings. And um, I can't do that on my own. I need support, right? Because I'm not a trained attorney. I brought it this far, Deborah. But yeah, so we have three lawyers. The judge put the hearing to recess. We have the lawsuit begins again on January 15, uh, June 15th. Mm -hmm. So I have legal support, but, you know, I still have the rights to do hybrid representation. But that's where we're at. But please email me. I'd love to speak with you. Okay, I will. And I've already donated to your, uh, I just donated to your. Yes. Uh, Get everyone should, yeah, every, every person listening, we have almost 1,200 people. Everyone should donate at least $1. And by the way, if you mm -hmm. donate more, which would be great, everyone gets access to the Truth, Freedom, and Health course, the portal. So it's a reciprocity. So support this lawsuit because it's your lawsuit. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you very much for calling. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank God you. Be well. You. Bye okay. Bye. So we have four more calls that I'm going to take. Thank you, Deborah.
So go ahead. We have nine with again, it's another New Jersey. I think it's I think it's another New Jersey number. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Dr. Shiva. How are you? Great. This is Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm great. I'm actually calling from New Jersey, uh, Morris County area. Yeah, um, great. Steve, I appreciate what you're doing. My concern uh, most recently is with the uh, mandatory vaccinations that are coming down from employers. And I don't know exactly where you stand on the vaccination. I know a lot of people have called and they've taken it or they're, you know, they don't are concerned. Um, but I, I have had COVID and, uh, you know, I recovered and I just do not feel that uh, I should be mandated or, or forced into it. And I think the only state that, you know, at this time is Florida that's not uh, allowing that. But uh, employers are definitely headed in that direction. Yeah, I mean, look, you're bringing up probably one of the most central issues of our time. And the reason we got here, again, I speak to people on the left and the right, because if you, it, this is a civil liberties issue and you have Trump saying, you know, everyone should go get jabinated now if you watch him, right? And he did Operation Warp Speed. The real issue here is this, that the government is using private actors to do their dirty work. And the private actors are using government so the dirty work gets done. So where the government begins and when, where Big Pharma ends or where government begins, where Twitter ends, nobody knows anymore. That's where we're at. We live in a, in a world of fascism right now. And that's where we're really living in. So the only way to combat that, we have a window of opportunity where we have to build an independent movement. That's what's the only way out. Otherwise, we're all going to be migrating, what, to Florida or Texas? Or, or I mean, even in Texas, the biggest hospital there is forcing, like you just pointed out, uh, I think there was a nurse who already had the antibodies because she'd already gotten whatever the nonsense, right? And her right. employer, I think it's Catholic, I forget the name of the university or the, the medical um, uh, center hospital said she needed to be vaccinated. She goes, I don't want to be vaccinated, a nurse. And I think one of the chief financial officers there also said he didn't want to be. So there's a lawsuit down there. But the reality is many times these lawyers do not know how to sue properly. You know, they'll do the wrong thing. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But the bottom line is the employers are agents of Big Pharma right now. And, you know. Absolutely. I know that the EEOC passed a law on June 1st. Um, don't know if you saw that. That said that they can make uh, can mandate the COVID vaccine. Employers can do that. So I, I don't know how DeSantis is getting around that. Maybe you know states have uh, jurisdiction, uh, but that to me seems to be a pressing issue uh, because then it's going to be you're going to need a jab every six months. Yeah. Look, what yeah. The, the the reason we're in this condition today, right? If you really go back, this is why I, I want everyone to become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Get their chops and learn the physics here, because in nineteen in the nineteen thirties and forties, we had powerful trade unions in this country. Okay, and they grew. By the nineteen fifties, the right wing said anytime you wanted to be a union and you wanted to really be bottoms up, you must be a communist. So by 1970, the Democratic Party and the Democrats took over all the unions and they struck deals with the big corporations. So working people have no power anymore. 
there is no power for working people because there's no independent movements. All the trade unions, all the unions in this country are all sellouts. So we're in this situation because we all put our eggs in the basket of the WWF wrestling or WWE wrestling, Republicans and Democrats. So we have to... I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are waking up. Uh, certainly people of intelligence are waking up and right. um, can enlighten the others. Uh, my, you know, I've, I've fought hard battles before and um, unfortunately it's, it's a lot of people, you can't fight City Hall and everybody's corrupt and it seems to what? me that you, <laughs> human nature, people will sell well, no, but we, we, we can't we can't get lost in that depression mode, human nature. The only look, the good news is our movement exists. We are here. We our movement like ours did not exist 50 years ago. We exist. We have close to 50,000 people have signed up as members. We have tens of thousands of warriors who are signing up. We have to build a politically conscious movement. So the answer to this is I encourage you to become a truth, freedom and health warrior. We're building our own community. Uh, and, and we have the principles on how to fight. Thank you. I got to take this other call, but thank you for your comments. The only way forward is we have to build a movement. Thank you. Okay, so let's take, I got to drop. I'm, I'm Anyone who calls in you, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to drop you so Hello. I can wrap up. Okay. Hello. Yes, hi, go ahead. Hi, this is Brad from Astoria, Oregon. Hi, how are you? We're doing fine here, but uh, I have 10 grandkids that haven't been inoculated. Do you uh, suggest I have them uh, give them a shot? Well, look, this is, you know, I, you know, you have to make your choice, okay? And there's yeah. some very good integrative medicine and functional doctors you should talk to. I personally, have not, I'm, I've never taken any of these flu or any of these vaccines myself. I'm a big proponent of boosting the immune system. So that's my position, but I'm not going to impose my will on anyone. That'd be me saying mandated no vaccines. Okay. <laughs> um, everyone's got to do their homework and we have to understand that ultimately the goal is to boost the immune system. All right. Now you should go read a very interesting Finnish study that was done of young kids between the age of from the time the mother's pregnant to when they get to one year. Um, they did a very interesting study of families that had pets, pets that were indoor pets, pets that went in and out of the house and, and families that had no pets. Turns out the families that had pets that went in and out, I think it was almost 70% of the kids had no ear infections. Okay. Which means their immune yeah. systems are being strengthened. You know, we're supposed to be exposed to these dirt and all this and, and you get and your body gets resilient it gets a little sick and it gets strong right that now yeah. if you if you look at the 1900s when we had an infectious disease like measles you go to the other extreme if you're living in filth and garbage and uh, no hygiene your body's always under constant stress you can't be at that extreme either right because then your body never has a chance to recover its immune system. So there's a fine balance here. So I would recommend if you email me, I can give you references to different doctors, uh, pediatricians, vashiva, vashiva.com. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a PhD, you know, who understands well, the body. I support, you. I support you all the way, doc. Yep. You're doing such a great job. It's really a pleasure to hear 
what you got to say every time I hear you talk. And I've supported you a little bit, and I'll do more in the future. Yeah, I want you to support yourself and become a truth, freedom, and health warrior because what we need is we need very good people like you to get principles. So, and, and we're building thousands of people in our own, you know, we have all the contributions everyone gives goes right into our servers. We buy, we're building our own infrastructure. We have our own data center. We want to make sure people don't feel alone. You get educated and you want you to connect with others. We have to build our own movement. America's is the greatest country, I still believe, on the planet. And it can be really the leader for the world if the working people in this country wake up and recognize that the left and the right Republicans and Democrats have been just playing them, just using them. So thank exactly. you. Exactly. You're just right on top of everything I believe in. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for calling in. Become a warrior. Thank you. Be well. You betcha. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we have one more. Sorry, anyone, if you're calling in, um, we're running out. So we'll do it again next time. So that's why I'm dropping because I can only take two more calls. Um, it's 11.08. So go ahead. We have one more person. And I'm, in fact, I'm going to bring both of you in at the same time. In fact, I'm going to bring all three of you in. There's three people. Go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, there's two people. Why don't you both ask your question? Go ahead. Hi, Dr. Holt. How, how are you? I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. Go this ahead. Is like John. I just wanted to thank you for bringing up the fact um, that both of the sides, Republican and Democrat, are both the same, actually. I remember following you when you were on Young Pharaoh. Um, yep. Remember? Thank yeah, Young Pharaoh's a great man. I like him a lot. I have to reconnect with him. Yeah. And, 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 and I understand in 2020 things were pretty new and um, people were trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, I was for Trump too um, at first. And then I realized and I'm glad that you're bringing it up on this side that both the Republicans and the Democrats is, is one in the same. And that's something that I believe that we need to recognize in order to create a movement and move forward. Because if we keep doing the same thing that we've done in the past, I just don't believe that we will see any change. So I just want to thank you for um, bringing up the fact, um, recognizing that both Democrat and Republican are one and the same. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. Look, I we did a video, I think two days ago, was it yesterday, where it said, is Trump the swamp? You know, it's an important video. And a number of the vocal minority said, oh, you know, why did you do this video? You should just be quiet. You know, you could get more money from... Yeah, you could get more money from Trumpers. And look, that's not me. You have to do what's right in life. You have to say the right thing at the right time. That would be an opportunist. And that's not, I can't do that. But the most important thing is like you just said, we got to move beyond this WWF wrestling. Working people are being used. If you saw that video that I did, you got all these very good, you know, people, naive, good people saying, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. Well, they never got, no, nobody got locked. Hillary never got locked up. No, no prosecutor. No one did it. Yeah, but at the end of the move, if you, if you end of the clip that I did, if you notice who did get locked up, these working people, <laughs> they're the ones who followed Trump when he said, I'll walk over there with you. If he was a true leader, 
he would have grabbed people's arms, you know, and supposedly he had brass balls and he would have done a march, right? He would have said, yes, my election was stolen. I'm going to walk with you and a peaceful march over to the, and then he would have said, look, this is what's going on. But he didn't do that. Control. Yeah. So that's not a leader. So that's when I lost. And, and we were going to send a bus down there. And two days before that, I realized something was really up when I found out who was running Stop the Steal. So anyway, I appreciate your call. But become a truth, freedom and health Thank warrior. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have one more person who's been waiting. Go, it's our last call. Go ahead. From 717. Hello. Let me... We call, actually, someone was calling. We called them back. Let me see if we can get them. All right. Well, if we don't get them, hello? Hello? Hi. You're, you're the last caller. I'm sorry we weren't able to get you in, but go ahead. Ask your question, and then we're going to be finishing up for the night. Go ahead. Oh, I thought I was just doing. I, I could have sworn I was talking to you. This is Ajada, and yep. I'm thanking you for bringing up the fact that um, both oh, we did. We had you. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Okay, be well. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. I'm going to uh, uh, wrap up for tonight, but I just wanted to thank all of you. Um, if you guys like this call-in model, we can do it more where we cover a topic and we encourage calls. But I want to, first of all, thank everyone. Look, we need to build a movement. It'll take time. It will take hard work but we're not gonna get anywhere going from left to right, left to right, putting all our eggs in the basket of one of these parties because they are playing us, they're playing you. Go watch that video. All these people said lock her up, lock her well-meaning people thinking you know, that they were gonna get justice. Hillary Clinton should be in jail. She should have been charged. She should have been even investigated. Nothing got done. And that should have been the day everyone woke up. And we didn't because we were lazy. We think these politicians are going to do stuff. Remember, this is theater. But again, in summary, while all this theater was going on, lock her up, Hillary, Russia, collusion, all this theater, Big Pharma, which was tanking a trillion dollar industry, just got a free pass. You can't sue vaccine manufacturers. They got Operation Warp Speed and Pfizer alone is going to make $26 billion this year. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Donald Trump. Just like we have to thank Obama for saving the big banks. And this is an undeniable fact. I gave money to Trump. Many of you did. But we have to awaken. This is an opportunity for truly to awaken beyond left and right. We need to build the movement for truth, freedom, and health. And every one of you, please, I've made it very accessible to everyone. Learn the foundations of systems. That's what we need to do. And without that knowledge, we will always get taken advantage of. So please go do that. In fact, I'll also encourage everyone, you know, the tip of the spear of our movement is the lawsuit we have in federal court right now called winbackfreedom.com, where we have shown in court documents that the government censors all Americans, the government using big tech. So I want part of our movement is we want to get 5 million people and you can be wherever in the world you are donating one dollar one dollar if you're in india that's like 70 rupees if you're in you know europe it's uh i forget what i forget the exchanger but you're in america it's just one dollar and all of you become truth freedom and health warriors it is a way that we win by you getting educated that's what we need we need people to get educated 
And I think I may have this what, before I end. Let me see if I have this. Yeah, I'm going to play this video here. Uh, as you think about it, people ask me, you know, what do you, uh, I think I was on a Sam Tripoli show and Sam asked me, what do you, th uh, are you afraid they may try to kill you? So I want to finish up with this video. So let me play this for you. Uh, are you worried, Paul? Are you getting any kind of threats against Dr. Well, by exposing something so deep? Well, look. Sam, let me ask, let me let me ask you something. What's the purpose of life, Sam? Um Have you thought about it? What's that? I don't know what is what is it? Well to me. Look, Sam, my grandparents came from nothing. All right? I remember when I was 12 years old when I went back to India for the first time. And I had left India when I was seven. And I came back when I was 12. And I went back to that small village. Dirt roads, no running water, no electricity. My grandparents had bare feet. Nothing, man. These people worked 16 hours a day in the hot field. And I, I, uh, for five years, I was in working class towns in New Jersey. And those working class people taught me a lot. And when I went back when I was 12, my grandparents came, came to send me off at the caboose trains in those days. I made a decision. I said, you know what? My, and my aunt lived in a little 10 foot by 10 foot hut. I said, these people have nothing, but they struggled so I could get educated. And I said, if I don't freaking do something with my life, I'm a complete parasite. And that, it, that I had already gotten so much by the fact that my parents had come to America. And what I'm trying to tell everyone is that First Amendment does not exist anywhere on this freaking planet. And if you're not willing to die and fight for it, you're a slave. What the hell does life mean? You have your little home and you have your little kids and you do this and that when you're a freaking slave. Who wants to live like that? So when you Let's ask me, am I... Go, when you ask... Let's fucking go, dude. Let's do this. Yeah. So this country was built on people who didn't give a damn if they lived or died. They wanted freedom. Think about... My friends were Italians. They said their parents got on a boat with two bags. They didn't have any jobs. And now we have millennials. Well, I want this. I want that. It's like you freaking, you freaking lost your mind. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what it means to suffer. You don't know what others don't have. And you're asking me if I'm scared. No, I'm not fucking scared. I'm fucking angry. You should get angry. This shit is fucking ridiculous. Okay. The fact that I have to represent myself. It's fucking ridiculous. Scared? Scared of what? Scared that I may lose my little house? What the fuck are you scared about? It's the wrong question, Sam. Oh, I, I only got a couple in this. No, no, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you. I'm saying that attitude is you have a bunch of assholes here in Cambridge, which is the center of the violation of free speech. Those blue bloods who lost the, the war, they didn't get back and leave. They're still here. They never wanted to give the First Amendment. And every decade they've been trying to figure out how to get it back. 
And if you don't, and if you don't, if people don't recognize her, that's why I hate this guy, Tucker Carlson. He puts on his little face. He had a chance to put me on, but he didn't because he watches ratings. He's an entertainer. And I'm here to tell you, if you think that guy's your fighter and you don't want to fight and get behind this, because this lawsuit is the inflection point in American history. It really is. It's not like conspiracy theory. It's not like, oh yeah, I read this stuff. No, we're actually in federal court. So everyone better get behind this lawsuit. Everyone. I'm all about that, doctor. I appreciate you coming on. We're gonna include all the links in the, in the special in the uh, description on here. And uh, man, I I got your back, brother. I'm all about that because you know once we lose these things, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I, I look back at all these elections and I think we just kind of played their game. And you're you're right. We, we like 60 million votes got counted in what they do it in eight hours by old people way back in the day. I think it's all been illusion, but now we have records and now we have people fighting to uh, keep the truth, get the truth out. And that's why I appreciate you, doctor. Yeah. And, and uh, thank you so much. Sure, Sam. And I, I appreciate as you know, we haven't spoken in a while. I appreciate this conversation. I think your audience is a wonderful audience there. They have a consciousness, but this is an opportunity for them to take that consciousness to another level to deepen their understanding and go beyond this left, right, beyond Republican, Democrat, because that is the illusion, man. That is the matrix. That is the, the devil in many ways. It keeps people entertained. And since 1970, what's happened in this country is people have been kept entertained, you know, kept, you know, on drugs and feeling good or whatever the hell it is, right? It's not about learning that you have to fight. And the, the, the goal of existence is to fight for your rights. And they've been eroded at a deep level. And that's why we called it win back freedom, Sam. And it's a very important point. We shouldn't say, oh, we got to fight for freedom. No, we've lost it. We've actually lost it. And we have to now win it back. But it's positive too, but we have to win it back. It's no longer, oh, we're going to lose freedom. No, you've already lost it. Anyway, Sam, thank you. All right, everyone. I hope uh, we had you, everyone enjoyed that conversation. In closing, let's move beyond left and right, beyond black and white, and let's be the light and fight and build a movement bottoms up. Please go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And there's a wonderful community building and I look forward to seeing you all there. Um, Monday evenings, I do the class, I do it live and you can come as many times as you want. And we've built an underground social media platform so you can connect with other people. And we actually are doing stuff on the ground locally. So it's not just talk, it's not just social media, it's actually doing stuff on the ground to change the world in a profound way uh, with you. Thank you very much, be well, have a good night. Best to you and your family. Thank you.